You are tuned in to The Plan Podcast, episode number six, and I hope that based on the name of this podcast alone, you already know that I am a pretty avid planner, but I know if you follow me on Instagram or anywhere else, you already know that also. (laughs) So today I'm taking you behind the scenes a little bit and telling you more about how I utilize the daily page in my daily life and what other systems and programs I use to kind of support that. So how I organize big projects and all of my client work and the systems I use to keep track of appointments, meetings, all that. So I really hope that you are ready to nerd out about organization because we are going deep. Thanks for tuning in to The Plan Podcast. We don't know everything, but we're putting together a plan to figure it out, one topic, an episode at a time. If your goal is to live better, do better, or be better, then this is the podcast for you. So grab your favorite pen, folks, and let's make some plans with your host, Danny Bruflot from Time is Honey. All right, Danny, let's get planning. Okay, so if you've made it all the way to episode six of this podcast, I really hope that you already have a general idea of what the daily page is, because if not, I have completely failed (laughs) with my mission here. But the daily page is a product that I created about 10 years ago. And okay, totally getting off topic for the moment. But yesterday I was on Pinterest, just pinning some recent blog posts from my site. And uh, while I was on there, I just happened to stumble across like somehow, I don't know how, but in the deep, dark balls of Pinterest um, was the original design that I made for the daily page way back in 2009, maybe early 2010-ish. So like a decade ago. And here is this design I made. It was like my very first rendering of the idea that I had. And I think I made it on the website Picnic, which doesn't exist anymore. But back in the day, that was like, pretty cool. (laughs) So anyway, I had used this website to create the daily page and I shared a picture of this in my Instagram story this week. So if you saw it, you totally know what I'm talking about, but it was just hilarious because it was, the fonts were horrific. The color choices were terrible. The layout was God awful. Nothing was like aligned great. Um, my design skills were shit, to be honest. Um, but it was just really fun to see um, kind of how that idea emerged out of my head, how I got it on paper for the first time. And the thing that made me really happy was just kind of seeing that some of those original elements that were there kind of buried in that really ugly, horrible design are still present today in my final design and in my improved designs and in all the products that I sell. And it was just really cool to kind of see that. Um, but anyway, where was I going with that? Um, Well, anyway, it was in my Instagram story if you didn't see it. And I also posted it in The Hive, which is my private Facebook community. So if you aren't part of that group yet and you want to see this really ugly original design, um, go over to The Hive and kind of check that out. So anyway, the daily page. At first, it was just something that I designed for my personal use back when I was kind of trying to revamp my life and improve my health. Um, After designing it and kind of sharing it with people um, and people really liking it, I posted it to my blog in like 2000 early or sorry, early 2011. And then through my blog post, I just started getting so many requests from people asking me to design a notepad that in 2012, I launched the first daily page notepad and sold it through my Etsy shop. Um, To date, I've sold over 20,000 copies of the daily page and my Etsy shop is listed among the top 2% in the world. So I think the design, it's fair to say, works and that there are people out there that like it. But I think sometimes I encounter people who are skeptical 
I think about paper planning in general when we just live in such a digital world or they are skeptical that the daily page can work for them if they are trying to manage a business or just feel like they have a lot of things that they're trying to manage at once. So today I'm going to walk you through how I use the daily page system in conjunction with a couple of other helpful tools in order to run a really efficient, productive business. And okay, so just a quick note before we dive in here, I know that many of you are avid users of my design, love it, appreciate it, but if you haven't tried it and you're kind of interested or this podcast finally kind of pushes you in the direction of wanting to try it, um, please visit today's show notes at planpodcast.com. And over there, I have a link to my Etsy shop along with a discount code that's just for the podcast listeners, and the code is good until December 15th. So hustle over there to grab it. Okay, so when it comes to planning... I'm a paper person. That is probably not a shock, but I just benefit so much from writing stuff down and having a physical piece of paper that has my entire day on it. And what makes the daily page unique is that it integrates both your professional and personal productivity alongside your wellness so that you learn to integrate both of them into your day. If you listen to episode number two, you know that this problem, kind of the separation of productivity and wellness in our culture, especially corporate and work culture, has been one of my biggest motivators. And it was wanting to overcome that and wanting to see those two things unite that first inspired me to design the daily page, that very, very ugly daily page back in 2009, 2010-ish. So there's actually a lot of science and research that backs up the benefits of physically writing things down. When we write something down, we're actually more than 40% more likely to actually accomplish or complete the task. Is that not just like a wild statistic? I probably say that to people over dinner and lunch and coffee like way too often. It's one of my favorite things to point out to people. Um, And I don't know if it's true for everyone, but I think for a lot of us, we're just kind of wired that way. Um, If we write something down, we're more likely to remember it, to take action on it, and to accomplish it. I'd say that this entire process for me, the planning and the organizing, it starts for me at night. I think a lot of emphasis gets put on morning routines, especially for people that are seen as productive. Everyone wants to know like, yeah, well, like what's your morning routine? And I'm always quick to say my secret is my night routine. And I think I have a couple of little nightly rituals that contribute greatly to my productivity the following day. But don't worry, they are not complex. They're pretty simple. (laughs) And the first one is that I actually start filling out the daily page the night before. So it's usually at the end of my workday if I remember or right before bed if I've forgotten, I'll just grab my notepad and take five minutes and just write down some of the things I want to accomplish the following day. Usually it's not super detailed. It'll just be like, you know, what's my water goal going to be? Do I know that I have plans with a friend for coffee or to meet up for a walk? Um, I don't fill out the page in detail. Sometimes it's just two or three things that I add to the page, but just kind of getting some of that stuff out of my head and on the paper, it just relieves a lot of stress and anxiety and helps me sleep like an absolute baby. (laughs) Um, The other thing I do at night is browsing the list of podcasts that I'm subscribed to. So I just kind of look through the list and we'll spend a couple minutes picking out which show I'm going to listen to in the morning when I go for a walk. Um, I'm a big fan of listening to podcasts while I'm walking the dog in the morning. It's one of my favorite times to catch a show. And if you haven't like put on headphones and listen to a podcast, I highly recommend it. It's such a relaxing, great way to, you know, absorb new information, but also just to get your day started. 
So if I find a podcast that I'm really excited to listen to, I kind of go to bed being excited to wake up and get out of bed and go for a walk. And as soon as my alarm goes off in the morning and I remember that I have this great podcast picked out, I am just way more motivated to get up, throw on my clothes, and head out for a long walk with Walter. So most of the podcasts I listen to are like 45 to 60 minutes. And so we usually go for an hour-ish long walk. So anyway, okay. Those two things, filling out my page at night and picking out a podcast episode at night. Both of those are big contributors to helping me sleep really well and then get up feeling motivated and excited. So those are probably my two biggest tips when people ask me how to become a morning person or how I'm a morning person. I usually say those two things, the two things I do at night. They're the biggest contributing factors for me. Okay. But anyways, I digress again. Dang it. Okay. Back to my planning process. <laughs> I should have planned this whole thing out a little better. <laughs> okay, so there are a ton of great apps out there and lots of great digital planning programs. The two that you probably hear talked about the most often, especially if you're a business owner, are Trello and Asana. Um, they're both really popular programs for business owners to use to track and organize big picture projects as well as day-to-day tasks. I've kind of dabbled in both of them. I think I have accounts on both of them that I've set up. Um, they're amazing and they're powerful. And for the most part, they're pretty fun to use and very satisfying because they have lots of pretty colors and labeling and all of that. But for me, paper is queen. So my system for tracking and organizing projects is actually just built around the daily page. However, I do have a couple of digital tools that I use in conjunction with that. So now I'm going to tell you a little bit more about both of those. The first tool I use, and it's probably one that you're very familiar with and probably use yourself, is just Google Calendar. I use Google Calendar both for my work and my personal life. Uh, My favorite feature of Google Calendar is that you can create different calendars within your account. So I have one for my work, and then I have one for personal events. So dinners, coffee dates with friends, whatever. And then Josh also has his own work and personal calendar. And then we have a joint calendar where we can both see the events that are added to it. So this is where we put... Um, our vacations, um, if we have a friend coming to visit us, if we have a double date or group dinner plans that we both need to be present at, that goes on our joint calendar. But then we both also have access to each other's work calendars and personal event calendars. Um, So that way it just kind of helps us with knowing where each other is at or how long our day is going to go as far as what time we have to be at work and how long we're going to be maybe working. So I can see if Josh is really busy throughout the whole day and evening Um, and also just helps if, you know, a friend wants to get together for dinner or wants to come to Denmark to visit us. We have access to all those calendars so that we can kind of see an overview of what we got going on Um, to make me even happier. You can assign a custom color to each of your different calendars. So then they just kind of, they're all kind of labeled and color coded and they layer over each other in this like just very beautiful way. Oh, it just makes my heart skip a beat to talk about it. But anyway, Google Calendar is awesome. And another feature within it that I use a lot are the notifications. So within the settings, you can set up alerts so that you're notified via email and or text anytime you have a scheduled event on the calendar. And you can kind of choose between like getting an email an hour before or getting a text message five or 15 minutes before. And I kind of just like subscribe to all of them. They also will send you a daily digest. So I think every morning at like 5 a.m., they Google will send you an email that's like, hey, here's your schedule for the day. And that email just has every event for the day that you have on your calendar laid out in an email. So it's really easy for you to view. Super helpful. Um, 
On a quick side note, if you have a need for an appointment service, so if you own a business and you need people to be able to make appointments or schedule meetings for you, I also have a recommendation for you. And there are several of them out there. But for my business, I use a program called Canlandly, which allows my clients to schedule a phone meeting or consultation with me. Calendly connects directly to my Google calendar so that the client can see my availability. Now it doesn't tell them where I am. It's not going to say like I'm at a doctor appointment or I'm out having martinis with my friends. It doesn't give them any details about where I am or what I'm doing. It just automatically syncs with my Google calendars. So it kind of creates those windows of availability and it um, allows my clients to see those time, slot, time slots so that they can quickly book a phone call or meeting. And I just really love this because it removes that back and forth via email and um, it allows the client to book the meeting and then sends them a confirmation email with my phone number in it and adds the, the meeting directly to my Google Calendar as well as theirs. So it just makes the whole thing super simple. So I think that's all I'll say about Google Calendar, but that's what we use for digital a digital calendar system. And then I also have a big paper calendar on my wall. And on that, I just kind of put big picture projects, but that's a topic for another day, I think. Um, okay. So the other digital program that I use regularly is called Wonderlist and that's W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. Now this is not one of those big, complex, fancy planning programs like Trello or Asana, which I know that so many people love and rave about. And I think if Trello or Asana work for you, that's amazing. Keep using them. For me, Wonderless is much simpler. And in my opinion, it's super user friendly. It's great if you have a business. It's great if you're just managing, you know, your life or you're managing a household or you're managing an entire family. Um, I love this program so much that I could honestly talk about it for hours on end, but I will try to keep it brief um, for the sake of your time. So if I had to summarize how Wonderless works, I would say that it is like one big master to-do list and it allows you to add tasks and projects, but then you can also add due dates. You can attach files so you could put like a, a Word document or a PDF or an image and attach it to that task on your to-do list. You can also create subtasks and add notes, which is really great. And then you can set reminders and alarms for each task. Um, and if you have team members or like an assistant, you can actually assign the tasks directly to them within Wonderlist. So it's so simple and it's just like, if you know how to make a to-do list, you already know how to use Wonderlist. And the way that I structure Wonderlist is basically I create a to-do list for each of my clients, okay, as well as to-do lists for my personal stuff. So my Etsy shop, my blog, things I need to change to my website, whatever. So all of those things have their own list within my Wonderlist account. And this allows me to keep track of the big picture projects that I'm working on and organize any notes, files, photos, anything that needs to go along with that task right there in Wonderlist. It's kind of the big picture, kind of an overview of everything I have on my plate. So you can set your to-do list to be organized chronologically, which I do. And that way, as soon as you add a due date for the task, it'll put it in the correct spot on the list. So it kind of is just automatically prioritizing projects for you from the top to the bottom, love it. So this just makes it really easy for me to use Wonderlist to track future projects because in social media, we're we're kind of always trying to work in the future and plan ahead. We're usually a couple weeks, if not months ahead, ideally like six months ahead would be amazing. <laughs> so if my client knows that they want to um, do a Mother's Day promotion in the springtime, I can go into Wonderlist. I can pull up 
the to-do list for that client. I can add a task for creating a Mother's Day campaign. I can go ahead and attach the photos and layouts that we know we want to use for that campaign. And then I can set the due date for like April 15th. And that way it'll put that project onto their list but it'll also order it by date. So it'll go ahead and move that project down on their list for me since I know I don't need to be worrying about it quite yet. I've got a couple more months until that really needs to be prioritized. But as soon as my client says that that project needs to be on my radar, I can go into Wonderlist. I can put the information in there. Makes it super simple. So I'm going to go over just a couple more really quick things that I love about Wonderlist and why I love using it alongside the daily page. Um, one of those options is, or one of those reasons is that Wonderlist has options for a daily view and a weekly view. So as I mentioned, within Wonderlist, I have all these different lists, um, ones for my personal projects, my client projects, all of that. And you can imagine that if I sat down at my desk in the morning and I wanted to update my daily page with the projects and tasks that I need to work on that day, it could be kind of tedious to just sit there and go through all of these lists. But Wonderlist gives me this daily or weekly view. And since I've assigned due dates to my projects, it actually just pulls all upcoming deadlines from all of the lists I've created. So within that um, daily view or weekly view, it's going to tell me the time as honey projects that I have due that week. It's going to tell me all my client projects that I have due that week. It's going to tell me the blog posts that I have planned that week. It's going to pull the information from all those different kind of facets and put them in one list. So I get like an overview of what I need to be working on today or this week. And so it's kind of nice because you don't have to spend so much time going through list by list to figure out what you need to be working on. It just tells you like, hey, these are the things that have deadlines this week. This is what you need to be prioritizing. So I just love the way it's set up and the simplicity in it. It works really well with my workflow and I'll kind of circle back around to explain that a little bit more in a minute. So the other thing that I absolutely love about Wonderlist and most organizational apps nowadays have this feature, but is that it has both a desktop version. So I can go to wonderlist.com and I can, you know, be on my computer working during the day and I can add stuff to my list, organize my projects, attach files from my computer and all of that. But then I can also go to their app on my iPhone and the two things sync up super seamlessly. So if you have if you go and you mark a project as done on your phone, it'll mark it as completed on the web version basically immediately. And so you can also imagine that in social media work, um, it's also really nice to just be able to read an email on my phone since I'm on my phone a lot and then pop over into the Wonderlist app and update that deadline or attach the photo that my client just emailed to me. And it's just super slick. So it just makes my life so simple, especially since, you know, like I said, I'm doing a lot of work on the go and a lot of work from my phone. This um, another little not really business related, but definitely life related is that the syncing capability and desktop mobile integration also means that Wonderlist makes a great place to create a grocery list. And I definitely use it for grocery lists. I love that I can have the website, the Wonderlist website up on my computer when I'm browsing Pinterest and looking at recipes and I can just kind of copy and paste the necessary groceries right into the Wonderlist app. And then I can leave and head out the door to the grocery store and I know that the list is on my phone. And while I'm at the store, I can use it and kind of check those items off the list. Super easy. But anyway, Wonderlist, super simple interface. It just works for me. It gives me an easy system for tracking tons of projects. I've used Wonderlist for, oh man, I don't even know. I mean, probably at least five-ish years now, and it just, it has not failed me. I've tried out a lot of different systems, and I have clients that use different systems, so I'm kind of forced into at least being familiar with all of them. <laughs> but Wonderlist is just one that works amazingly for me. I love the natural workflows. It's great. 
Ultimately, I think it just comes down to the fact that planning should be simple. If we overcomplicate the processes surrounding planning, we just end up losing motivation, you know? So your planning program shouldn't become another thing that you literally have to make plans in order to like learn it and manage it. Just keep it simple. (laughs) So for the most part, and kind of in a nutshell, those are the two systems that I use for tracking the planning aspects of my life and my business in a digital way. Um, Google Calendar for scheduling events and Wonderlist for managing projects. And then I use the daily page for organizing my day-to-day routine and keeping myself accountable and productive. So kind of, I guess, to give you a glimpse of like a little bit of a day in the life. Um, I start my days by rolling out of bed, usually between 5 and 6 a.m. As I mentioned, uh, my day really begins the night before, and I kind of want to stress that. But those two nighttime routines, to me, that's really when my day begins. So I've already got my podcast picked out. All I have to do is get up, throw on clothes, grab my headphones, and head out on a walk. And we usually go for a walk for about an hour. Um, when I get home from the walk, I'll get ready for the day. And usually while I'm doing that, I listen to my second podcast. So my favorites are Up First or the NPR Politics Podcast. So I usually put those on on our Google Home while I'm, you know, getting ready in the morning. And then after that, I slice up an apple, which I know this is going to make me sound a little bit off, but I eat a sliced apple every single morning and it's not necessarily my breakfast. It just depends on how hungry I am. Sometimes I'll eat something else like closer to 9 or 10 a.m. But I start every morning by just eating an apple with a little bit of salt on it and a big glass of water. So if you listen to the episode about drinking more water, you know all about how I kind of intersperse water throughout the day and work it into my routine. But something I do every single morning after my walk, after getting ready, is cut up an apple, fill up my tumbler with water, and I sit down at my desk. So when I sit down at the desk, that is really when my work day begins. And I start it by taking 10 minutes. I just kind of relax. I open up Google Calendar. I open up Wonderlist. Usually they're the only two things I have open on the computer at this time. And I just kind of look them over. And this is when I figure out what I have on the docket for the day, what projects need to be prioritized and what events I have scheduled as far as meetings or phone calls. And I start putting those down on the daily page. As I mentioned at the beginning, I start filling the page out at night, but the morning is when I really look over the project list and prioritize what should be done that day, what really needs to get done and what needs my attention first versus what could kind of be done at the end of the day if I have time for it. The daily page, if you've ever seen it, um, has a section for my appointments and meetings so I can write those in and like what time they're going to occur so I kind of know um, how my day is going to be broken up by them. It also has a large section for all of my to-do list items. It helps me prioritize the most important three things that I need to accomplish or want to make time for. And then alongside of those kind of work and productivity focused areas, it also prioritizes things like my hydration with the water tracking section. It has space for meal planning so that I'm already in the morning thinking about what I'm going to eat and whether or not I have those groceries or I need to make time to run to the store and how much time do I need to to make for preparing my lunch. Um, It also has space for wellness so that while I'm working through my work tasks, I'm also thinking about what I'm doing for fitness or exercise, if I'm going to try to take time to meditate or maybe just taking time to sit in silence or take time to read, sit out in the sun. All of that kind of qualifies as wellness in my opinion, but the daily page helps me organize all of this productivity and then wellness in one place side by side so that I know what my day is going to look like and I'm not sacrificing one for the other. 
filling out the daily page. Like I said, it's when my day starts to take shape and it's this process of getting these things out of the cloud, off the internet, and actually taking the time to write them down that really makes me feel connected and I guess in a lot of ways kind of responsible um, to work on these projects and complete them. And once I'm done with transferring these things onto the page, then I can close out of Google Calendar, I can close out a Wonderlist, and I don't have those sitting open in tabs all day in front of me kind of distracting me. The information that I need from those programs is on paper, on my desk, on the daily page, and that is what I use throughout the day. If I have a project request or a change come in from a client via email or something, so if I get an email from a client that I open up and they're saying they want to do this photo shoot next week or whatever, what I actually do is I just add it to the notes section of the daily page. So again, I'm taking it out of their email and writing it on paper, which again kind of helps me make that connection. And then at the end of the day, I go in and open up Wonderlist and update any of those tasks and kind of parse out any information that's come in via email or meetings I've had or whatever. So that's when I'll kind of go in and update Wonderlist. But otherwise, I try my best to stay out of it during the day. And that way, my project management stuff is not distracting me all day. It's kind of nice. Okay. So for the most part, I think that's pretty much all I really need to say about those two things. I hope it kind of gave you an idea um, of how they work and what you might like about them and how I use them. Um, those are the things that keep my wheels turning, that kind of keep my projects organized, and that help me plan each day in a way that just makes it productive, I guess. And I love, love, love getting to the end of the day and being able to look back at my daily page and see everything I accomplished, you know, all those little check marks and all the good stuff I did for my body or my brain and just reflecting on what I got done. And then also taking time to reflect on where I came up short and maybe thinking about why I didn't get around to some of the tasks on my list or why I'm avoiding a certain project. And I think there's so much value in this process of reflection and then also value in just being able to see the things you accomplished in a really tangible and concrete way. I think especially for entrepreneurs and self-employed folks, it's easy to get to the end of the day and just kind of, you know, be like, oh my gosh, like I was on the computer for, for 12 or 14 hours and I don't know what I have to show for it and it's easy to kind of fall into this um, state where you aren't sure what you got done that day, especially I think for those of us who work on a computer where you kind of feel like your work is just kind of going off into the void. It's not like you're a doctor where you have like these, uh, you know, you know you saw 14 patients that day or saved five lives or delivered three babies or other careers where you just have this like very concrete, tangible evidence in front of you or you're just like in an office feeling productive all day. It's like I'm at home and my work is just kind of disappearing into the internet and sometimes it's easy to get to the end of the day and if I'm not using the daily page, just kind of feel like, uh, I don't really know what I did all day. Um, was it productive and beneficial or not? And so that process of reflection, it's just there's value in it for me to be able to see what I accomplished in a really tangible, concrete way right there on paper in front of me. It's just really fulfilling. I love it. So if you are someone who uses my daily page, I do have just a couple of quick tips I'm going to share uh, on how to use it as a planning tool. And my first tip is to remember that the page has checkboxes, okay? We all love checkboxes and there's lots of them on the daily page. But just remember that you can put anything in there. It does not have to be a checkmark. Checkmarks, of course, are a symbol of completion. But I also put arrows in there. So if it's a task that I'm planning to move to the next day, so like, I just don't feel like doing it today or I didn't get to it or I'm missing something. I'll just put an arrow in it and that way I know it needs to go on my list for the next day or maybe it needs to 
stay on my ongoing project list. Um, if it's something that I ended up needing more follow-up on, so I had to like email a client for more details or to request a specific file or something, I'll put an F in there to represent follow-up. So that just means like the project's kind of at a standstill for the moment. I can't move forward on it until I get this follow-up from whoever I requested it from. Um, if for some reason something gets like moved way up in priority throughout the day and all of a sudden it's urgent, I'll put a star in there and maybe even highlight it with a highlighter. So I know like my time and energy needs to get put into this before I call it quits at the end of the day. Um, other things I do is, um, sometimes I turn those boxes into more of a progress bar. So instead of a checkbox for completion, I might fill it in halfway if I got that task 50% done that day, and then I'll move it over to the next day's list. And if I work on it a little bit more that day, I might fill it in 75% of the way to kind of represent that it's almost done. And then I'll transfer it to my daily page one more time and hopefully finish it that day and fill in the whole box. So kind of using it more as like a progress tracker than a checkbox. So I think it's just good to remember that you shouldn't feel like everything that you put on your to-do list is something that has to be completed that day. I think that can lead to a state of overwhelm really quickly. And usually my advice is to look at the daily page as a project management tool, not as just a to-do list. So it's a daily page. It's not a to-do list or daily list. So transfer things that you didn't complete over to the next day. It just kind of helps you have this rotating, rolling management system. Okay, so I am kind of wrapping this episode up already, but yesterday I posted this little Q&A thing on Instagram and also in the Hive on Facebook because I'm going to do a full Q&A episode soon, which I think will be kind of a lot of fun. And if you have a question that you want to ask me, you can head over to the Hive or the plannedpodcast.com to ask one, and I'll try to peek at those again before I record that episode. Um... But a lot of the questions that I got yesterday were asking about which programs I use for specific things. And although I think I just walked you through like the digital service I use for planning, which was asked frequently, I also noticed that people asked a lot about programs I use for business. So like accounting, file storage, stuff like that. And this just seems like an appropriate episode, I guess, to kind of run through some of that. Um, so I do just have a list here of some of the programs that I use on a monthly basis for my business. And so if you're a business owner and think that this is interesting, I have more information and links to all of these services in today's show notes. But for accounting, invoicing, and time cards, I use a program called FreshBooks. And I also use this for all of my employees. So everyone tracks their time within this same system and it connects directly to my business checking account and my credit card. So all expenses and everything are imported there, which helps a lot with your taxes. And then similar to Wonderlist, this has a desktop version and an app for my phone. So it's super simple to kind of have your accounting software on your phone. That way, if I'm out and I purchase something for my business, I can just take a picture of the receipt and it saves it within um, fresh books for me. And then since I'm always kind of doing work on the go and a lot of work that I do can take place on my phone. Um, you know, if I have, um, kind of a, an emergency with a client and I jump on their Instagram account and I'm trying to help with something for 20 or 30 minutes or whatever, then I can hop over to the fresh book app and, um, log that time right on my phone. So I don't have to think about, you know, oh, I did like 20 minutes of work for this client. I need to remember to log it in my time card when I get home on my computer. I can do it right there on my phone. So it's super slick. Another service that I really like is called Grammarly. And I am not a great writer and I'm terrible with grammar and 
punctuation. So Grammarly, I kind of discovered it within like the last six months. And it's a service that I've started using for kind of just proofreading anything I write. And it you put it on your computer and it kind of just runs in the background. They have extensions for your web browser. Um as well as Microsoft Word, WordPress, all of that. And so it kind of just runs in the background and checks anything you write. So emails, Facebook comments, Facebook messages, um, blog posts, anything. So anything you're typing on your your computer, basically, it proofreads for you. And the thing that I love about their service is that each week they send you a weekly recap. So if, if you're sort of a data nerd, you'll love this. But the weekly recap emails, they tell you like how many, um, how many words it had, like, how do I put this? Okay. So the weekly recap emails tell you how many words their program has proofread for you over the course of that week. And it kind of blew me away when I got my first one because it said I had, um, the program had proofread like 107,000 words. And that just kind of seemed crazy to me. Like, yes, I, I produce a ton of content in a week. I write a ton every week. Um, but that number was kind of surprising to me. Uh, the average novel, I think they say is 50,000 words. And so, um, thinking about writing 100,000 words in a week was like, whoa. Um, but I did have kind of an off the charts week. Usually I average around 50 to 65,000 words a week. Um, but it's just kind of cool. It tells you like what the most common mistakes you make are. Um, and so I've been able to kind of pick up on those and correct them <laughs> and kind of learn from it. And it also tells you how much more productive you've been than other Grammarly users. And so I'm always like really proud of myself if I'm a lot more productive than other people. <laughs> so if you're competitive, you will like love these weeks weekly recaps. And if you're kind of a data nerd, getting those little data points in your email, it's just kind of satisfying. So Grammarly, I really like not only for um, the proofreading, but it just kind of, like I said, motivates you to be productive. Um, Slack is another service that I recommend depending on what your business is, but Slack is basically a program for improved team communication. So instead of having thousands of email chains going back and forth, Slack just kind of helps streamline everything in one place. Um, I have clients that use it and I have clients that don't. And I can tell you that I see a huge difference in the efficiency and productivity with the teams that are using Slack versus the, the clients I have that don't use Slack. So Slack is another good one to check out. If you are kind of overwhelmed with emails and you have inbox clutter with your team, um, check that out. Um, another planning and organizing tool that I use for Instagram is called planally.com. And I'm going to talk about that in a different episode because it's, there's way too much to go over with it. But if you're looking for something to organize and plan your Instagram, planally is my recommendation. And then, like I said earlier in this episode, Calendly is the appointment scheduling service that I use. Um, for scheduling appointments and meetings. And then last, um, for organizing and storing my files in the cloud, I use Dropbox. And the reason why this works for me is because I actually have a Mac computer and I have a Windows computer. And then I do have an iPhone, but not all of my clients necessarily do. So I find that Dropbox is a really good service that's just compatible across all platforms, Windows, Mac, iPhone, Android, whatever. And it makes it super easy for me to share files with anyone. So I have links, like I said, to all of those programs in the show notes. So if you're not sure what I said or how to spell it or how to find it online, I know like all these tech companies nowadays have weird names with weird spelling. <laughs> so check today's show notes. I'll make sure I link to all of them there. So if you're looking for one, you'll find it there. And then don't forget that today's show notes also has a unique code for you to purchase the daily page for 25% off. So be sure to grab that if you want to give my planning system a try. 
All right. So I am just super fascinated by the way people organize their lives and tools and the systems that they use to accomplish it. So I hope that you found this kind of interesting, even though I feel like I'm kind of just like a huge nerd about it. But um, this is just a huge part of why I started this podcast. And it's something that I'm going to be diving into more when I start inviting guests on the show, which will be soon. I'm just still kind of trying to get comfortable with, I guess, talking to myself in the dark um, so that I'm more comfortable talking to other people in this format. And so I'm just excited to sit down with other people, talk to them about how their brains work and what methods they've found to be the most effective when it comes to productivity. Because although I love telling people what's worked for me, and I hope it's something you can learn from, maybe glean some tips from this episode, I think it's true that we all kind of work in different ways. And um, uh, someone's system might not work for you, but someone else's might. So I think I'm really excited to just kind of bring other people on and hear about the, the products they use, the systems they use, and how they plan their days. So that is it for today's episode. I am looking forward to talking with you again soon. And don't forget, we got plans next Thursday, and I will see you then. Thank you for tuning in and making some plans with us today. You can find the show notes for all episodes over at planpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell someone about it by sharing this episode with them and taking a moment to rate us and review us in the App Store. Don't forget, we've got plans next week, and we will see you then.